Hey, 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 welcome to the 25 Podcast. I'm your host, Oni Anuken. Join me bi-weekly for real and raw conversations on topics commonly faced by women in their 20s. So it's just me on this episode of the podcast today. Um, I actually hadn't intended this to be a solo episode, but I had something that I really wanted to speak to everyone about. And I thought, you know what, I will come to the show alone and we will resume to our regular programming in two weeks time when the next episode comes up. Actually, before I jump into the episode, I want to let you guys know an interesting fact. I'm actually recording this episode on my phone as a video, as well as recording it, you know, as a podcast. And the reason I'm doing this is because when I record solo episodes, I just feel, it just feels so unnatural to me to be speaking to myself. And so I thought maybe having the video there, being able to see myself, you know, making it a little bit more conversational will help you know with the flow of the solo episodes so let me know if you noticed a difference after this episode and also you know potentially it's something that I might look into expanding into doing I'm noticing that a lot of podcasts now are having a you know visual element to them whether it's the whole episode or snippets from the episode and I know that you know if if I want the podcast to be a resource to people. I have to reach people where they are and also, you know, provide tools that they can actually use. And whilst, you know, podcasts are a great medium and, you know, some of us love listening to hours and on end of someone talking, other people like to follow along, you know, with a video. And then there are some who like bite-sized chunks. So I will be doing more to make sure I break down some of the episodes and bring you the best highlights. So enough of technical stuff. In this episode, I wanna talk to you guys about imposter syndrome. Just for the benefit of anyone who doesn't know what imposter syndrome is, it's really just, you know, a feeling of not feeling like you belong, feeling, you know, kind of out of place in a place, feeling like you're not worthy, feeling like you don't have the credentials, you don't have the qualifications. And um, yeah, it's something that I've experienced a number of times in life. I think, you know, imposter syndrome is quite common with people. um, And it is very, very common with women, especially young women. I think when you're trying to navigate those early career years, there can definitely be feelings of imposter syndrome. And from what I hear, sometimes, you know, imposter syndrome is something that follows people through. I've heard people talking about experiencing imposter syndrome kind of for the first time in their 50s when they took on a new challenge. And I think it is something for me anyway, that kind of comes about when I am taking on a new challenge. When I'm in a comfortable situation, I've been at an organization for a long length of time, or I know a group really, really well, or I have built up a really strong relationship with a client, I feel, you know, really empowered, I know what I'm talking about, and I perform to my best ability. But when I'm in, you know, new settings, I definitely get this feeling of imposter syndrome. And people often look at me and they think, gosh, like you're a very, very confident person. And 
I would say, you know, I've got self-confidence. I've got, you know, a decent level of self-esteem. Obviously, I believe in myself, but... Oh, confidence. Ah, that is a challenge. And imposter syndrome has definitely been something that I feel has taken a bit of a grip over my life during this pandemic. I feel like it's been exasperated more than normal. Um, So for anyone that doesn't know, I'm actually an introvert. I'm a very, I don't know, it's a tough one. I say I'm an introvert and I believe I'm an introvert, but For people who know me well, they will often disagree to, you know, the highest extent, but really and truly I am an introverted person. I'm quite quiet on first meeting and often, you know, people mistake me as being shy and I I would say I'm not shy. I'm a reserved person. There's a difference, you know, between being reserved and being shy. For me, you know, shy people don't want to engage in the social setting at all. Their physical feeling and emotional feeling at that time makes them want to flee the kind of social setting that they find themselves in. Whereas a reserved person is often happy to be there, but is also perfectly happy just taking in what others have to say and, you know, kind of engaging and thriving from the conversation based on other people. I love seeing people interact. I love seeing them, you know, have conversations, develop, you know, connections and relationships. I can sit back and just watch that. I'm also aware that I join a social setting or professional setting and I don't say anything for half an hour, people are going to probably start getting a bit worried. Um, So I do make that effort to speak up, but I am very, very comfortable just sitting back and watching other people have conversations. It really energizes me. And so the reason I say that I've been struggling with imposter syndrome during the lockdown and pandemic is because as an introvert, my home is my sanctuary. It is the place that I unwind. It's the place that I unpack. You know, it's the place that, you know, I come to and I just want to relax. And working from home from for this, you know, period has been a challenge because, It is difficult to find that separation between home and work. And no matter what you do, you're at home if you're working from home. You can make your second bedroom an office, but it's still an office within your home. And for me, who is someone that really, really, really loves my home and loves to come home and turn off and switch off, I've definitely found that difficult. Also... I find home is the place that I don't have to act. It's the place that I can just be me. I can do the things that, you know, I wouldn't do in public. You know, I can dress however I want to dress. You know, I can have a pajama day all day. I can, you know, it's where I eat. It's where I have those moments. And so now working from home, I find it really challenging because it's my home. It's my, it's my chill space. It's the place that I want to unwind and unpack. And I now have to bring out all these different characters in my house. You know, I have to be my work version of me in my house. And that has been troubling me. I've been stressed about this. I've been worried. I'm like, why am I so anxious? Why am I so stressed out? 
I should also mention that in July this year, I did start a new job. So I started a new job at the end of July and I started remotely. I'm, as you guys know, based in Canada and the organization I work for is based in the Netherlands. So there's a bit of a time difference. I normally start my day very early in the morning and I finish um, nice and early in the afternoon and it's it's been great. But one of the challenges of remote working and not so much remote working, but specifically, you know, COVID specific remote working is the fact that we're all kind of working from home. And when you start a new company, a new organization, whatever, um, you probably chances are haven't met all of the people that you're working with. You may have met a few, you know, I know some places are doing in-person interviews. Um, you, you may also have gotten a job somewhere that you have a pre-existing relationship. So, you know, a few people, but essentially in this situation, the big thing that, you know, is, was stressing me was staying at home because I'm somebody that gets up in the morning normally outside of COVID and I go to work, I put on my work self. And so I was now having to navigate putting on my work self in my home. And that was really, really challenging for me. I mean, I don't know if I was a huge fan of virtual calls um, before COVID. I definitely wasn't someone that spent hours on end on FaceTime not really a huge caller to be honest which is a funny one because I have a podcast where I talk and I don't really like talking on the phone but we are complex nuanced people with multiple you know different sides and that's fine yeah as I was saying I was not a huge fan of virtual calls before I found myself as I started this new job having you know so many virtual meetings and it's important for me to say that in my old job I did you know go into COVID working pandemic living in that job um but because I was so comfortable in the job I think I didn't have any imposter syndrome moving into the COVID virtual world um, I knew my job really well I felt really comfortable with it but starting a new job and now having this added new virtual element to it made me really really nervous um, and yeah I, I really struggled with imposter syndrome I I'm saying struggled as it though it's past tense I'm really speaking that into existence this imposter syndrome will not grapple over my life but it, it did, you know, catch me for a little bit. It really did. I would log on to my computer and just feel a wave of anxiety hit me before I join a Zoom call. Um, I'd be kind of like worried about like my background, my internet connection, how I'm looking, what I'm going to say, like, will I freeze when I'm talking? Like, will the technology do that to me or will my voice just freeze? Um, and then, you know, I really just couldn't deal with seeing myself in an, and I say this to people all the time in a normal meeting, you don't. Unless, you know, you're in a mirrored room and by chance you happen to sit 
across from the mirror, you just don't look at yourself. And so I found it really challenging now being a new person and then just seeing my face um, popping up in these meetings. It was just, yeah, it was really kind of scary, to be honest. And that sounds crazy, just thinking about it, but I found myself being hyper aware of my presence, of my mannerisms, of everything. And I was just overthinking everything, which made me even more anxious, which just, you know, bolstered the imposter syndrome. And I mean, you know, it wasn't taking over my life every day. It wasn't um, stopping me from moving forward and doing things. It just meant that I would have to talk myself up, spend some extra time kind of talking myself up before a call, talking myself up before the day, just to be like, Oni, you've got this. They hired you for a reason. You're going to succeed. And so I just had to kind of give myself those affirmations on a daily basis. And I just thought, if I'm feeling like this, then there must be others that are feeling this way as well. You know, imposter syndrome isn't unique to me. Um, (laughs) Many, many people feel it. And I just had to remind myself of that. And the reason I wanted to come to you all today and sit down with you on the podcast and talk about that experience is just to share some tips and tricks that helped And are helping me navigate with this kind of season of imposter syndrome that took a hold, um, but is now broken. And I am on the way to feeling fully confident. And I just wanted to use it as a reminder that we're all going through things. And it's really easy to look at other people, put them on a pedestal, think they're so confident, they're so intelligent, they're so good at their job, um, and kind of compare yourself and really say they're better than me. Um, But it's really important to remember that even the people that you look up to are going through struggles. I'm definitely comforted knowing that I'm not an extreme case just ruining my life. We all go through things and we, and it's really in building through the hard times that, you know, true character development happens. And and yeah, I just wanted to let you guys know that this is something that I struggle with. I think I'm, and I have been in the past very open with my like struggles with mental health, just, you know, anxiety. Um, But I wanted to take it one step further and just let you know that although I come onto this show every two weeks, and I'm speaking to people and I'm, you know, projecting confidence. I hope I'm projecting confidence. <laughs> um, that I too kind of get caught up in my own thoughts, get caught up in feeling that I'm not good enough and that I'm not worthy. But I just want to remind you, like I'm reminding myself that you are worthy, you are deserving and you have this. Um, I don't know how else to put it, but you are so deserving of every opportunity that comes to you. And often, you know, it's us that stand in our way. It's us that don't believe in ourselves. It's us that don't put ourselves forward for opportunities. And I am tired I'm tired of it. I'm tired of imposter syndrome and anxiety having a hold on my life, stopping me from putting myself forward for opportunities. Gosh, I feel really emotional, guys. But yeah, 
if you knew, I, I often look at myself and I think, I'm trying, I'm putting myself out there, I'm pushing myself forward. And when I tell people that I suffer from anxiety or that, you know, imposter syndrome gets me down sometimes, they often don't believe it because they'll look at me and they'll be like, Oni, you're doing so much. You're, you know, volunteering with this charity. You work with these people. Um, you know, you're going here, you're doing that. I feel like I'm keep myself busy. Um, but that is not an indicator of someone's confidence. I feel a duty to sign myself up for things and push myself because I don't want to fail in life. Um, but how great would it be to operate from a place where you just, you're open to failing, you're open to trying, you don't mind kind of taking those risks. And that's what, that's where I want to get to. But yes, when I get there, I will definitely share my secrets of how I just built up that attitude of just taking risks because big risks lead to big rewards. And, and I want to feel more confident to, to do those things. And, and I say with imposter syndrome and with anxiety, you do stress, worries, you spend so much time before something happening happens, kind of worrying, stressing, being anxious about something. You then spend the time that you're in something often worrying, stressing, being anxious about something. And it's not until you reflect on how it went and it was successful that you're like, phew, like I did that, I killed it, I nailed it. And how much time would you get back in your life if you didn't have to go through the process of worrying beforehand and worrying during? So that's where I'm on a journey to and I'll be sharing updates on how I do that, different resources that I tap into for that and just how my general progress is going. And if you guys have any tips to share, um, please do share them. But for now, here are my top five tips for dealing with imposter syndrome in the virtual setting. Number one, don't beat yourself up. I think for most people, it's really normal to feel nervous before a big meeting or a presentation or doing a pitch. And um, if you find yourself having a wave of imposter syndrome, feeling a bit anxious, it's important to remind yourself that this feeling is totally normal so that you don't blow it out of proportion. Um, and then on that same vein, I just say don't beat yourself up because, you know, when you get annoyed at yourself because you're anxious or you're feeling like an imposter, you only alienate yourself more and feel, you know, that feeling on a greater scale and so yeah it's important to remind yourself that it's normal and other people feel it too. Number two catch yourself when you're having one of those thoughts and spin the thought on its head. Now <laughs> as much as I say to not beat yourself up and to normalize feelings of you know anxiousness and imposter syndrome it's also really important not to sit in those feelings um so I'll just you know bring this back to me and when I am having a meeting with new people who I think are really important for the organization and I don't want to screw things up um I just 
will see myself kind of getting stressed out being like gosh like I have to talk to these people and I need to represent the organization and I need to do a great job um and so I will catch myself when I'm thinking like that and I will say to myself Oni you've got this you're meeting these people and they are probably also nervous and so let's try and make this as comfortable as possible like calm down and remember that you know we're all humans and if I slip up on a word it's not the end of the world. Number three make sure that you know your stuff and then remind yourself that you know your stuff. I know that I experience imposter syndrome the most when I feel unprepared. So it's important, you know, to take the time to prepare for any big meeting um, so that you feel confident and that you can project your best self. And then when you are feeling nervous before those meetings, you need to remind yourself, I put in the work, I know my stuff, I'm going to ace this. Number four, practice makes perfect. For me, I found the best way to overcome imposter syndrome is has really been to practice. Um, and by practice, I mean putting myself outside of my comfort zone in a multitude of different, you know, formats and ways. I like to try new things and, you know, remind myself that whilst you might come to something as a novice with practice, you can build up skill and potentially become an expert. And hey, if you don't become an expert, that's not the end of the world. We don't all have to be experts at everything, but you'll have gotten through that first stage of awkwardness and realize that you have built up some level of skill. So whatever it is that you are feeling imposter syndrome towards, I would just encourage yourself to practice and don't avoid what you are scared of. Uh, A lot of the time we see something, we have a feeling of fear and we want to avoid that thing. We don't like feeling vulnerable and we definitely don't like feeling scared. And so the easy thing in those situations is just to run away from them. But if you really want to develop, you have to put yourself into those situations. So I encourage you and challenge you um, to do so. I've been trying that. Um, And whilst, you know, at points it makes me sick to the stomach, it reminds me that I'm human and like, what's the worst that can happen? I'm not going to die. Number five. Last but not least, don't forget how far you've come. It's funny when I go into a situation and I'm you know, feeling anxious or I feel like an imposter, I can't imagine a time where that feeling will end. But it always does end. And it's important to remind yourself of that and to look back and see how far you've come. You know, if you're someone that doesn't like interjecting in meetings and you're challenging yourself to do so more, monitor how it feels each time because each time you know it starts to feel a bit more familiar and you start owning that power that was always inside of you. 
Well, my lovelies, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to this episode. Stay connected by following the show on Instagram at 25podcast. If you took something away from this episode or you know someone who might, please share it and don't forget to tag us. If you have a few more moments to spare to support the podcast, please leave me a review on iTunes. I appreciate the feedback and will be so, so grateful. Thank you so much and see you in two weeks time for the next episode of the 25 podcast.